0: the Locked On These podcast, one-stop shop for all things leaves. I'm your host, Mike DiStefano from TSN 1050 Toronto Radio, also known as Al's Brother on TSN's Overdrive. Hit me up on Twitter at Mickey underscore Canuck. Follow the show as well at Locked On Leaves. If you like what you hear today, please consider subscribing to the podcast. Leave a rating and review as well. That would be fantastic. All right, guys, we got ourselves a hell of a guest for today's show. Former NHL goaltender, former Bill Masterton award winner, author, and co-host of the number one sports drive show in the country. Jamie Noodles McLennan, welcome to the show. Thanks for joining me today.
1: Oh, thanks for having me. What's shaking today?
0: Well, it's the day before free agency, and we're finally getting to see some things moving. It was a bit of a slow week. The draft, there wasn't many trades, or not as many as I was suspecting, at least not a lot of big moves. We saw a couple of things happen, but it seems like tonight we're getting a lot more. I think we started off with the Josh Anderson deal, seven years, five and a half million dollars. I'll get your thoughts on that one in just a moment, but just coming down the pipe here, um, right as we're about to record, it seems like we got a trade between the Columbus Blue Jackets and the New Jersey Devils. Ryan Murray, former number two overall pick in the draft, going to the Devils for a fifth-round pick. What are your thoughts on that? That seems a little like to me.
1: It is, but, I mean, you know, you're looking at uh, really the the reality of the National Hockey League right now. You know, it's it's money in and money out. With uh, you look at the buyout of Alexander Wenberg, the trade of N Nodavari, I always butcher his name. Um, and then Ryan Murray going out. I think Columbus has cleared about 12 million in cap space. So, you know, that's a, that's a lot of money that they're they're moving out. Now it'd be interesting to see what they have on the on the docket. My understanding is they're in on, you know, a couple big, big names. I don't know if Taylor Hall would be one of them. I don't know if they want to throw money at Petrangelo. Like, it'll be interesting to see what they've got uh, going on. But uh, uh, definitely moving and shaking, put it that way, in, in Columbus. So it, it it's just interesting. Murray's been a, a, just a fine player. He hasn't been a great player, but he's he's been injured most of his career. So, yeah. you know, you go from second overall to, you know, garnering a fifth. But that's really just, uh, I think, a product of the marketplace right now.
0: Well, it's tough because Ottawa traded a fifth-round pick and got Eric Goodbranson. And, I mean, I'm not an NHL scout, but I can go out on a limb and say that Ryan Murray is probably a better bet to be a successful player in the NHL going forward than Goodbranson. So just the price point alone, you'd think that somebody would have ponied up something a little better.
1: Yeah, but again, you know what? If I was a manager, I would ask for the file, the the medical file on Ryan Murray. And if you take a look, I just, you know, quickly, if you, if you looked at his stats, like has, has he played a full season? Like, has he actually been able to, to play a full season? I don't remember the last time now, maybe I'm uh, misspeaking here, but you know, last season, 27 games, I know it shortened short and 56 the year before 44. He hasn't played a full season since 2015 and 2016. So that, that one season he played 82 games. Other than that, it was 66 the next year in 2014, 2015, he played 12 games. Like he's had a, a really tough goal with injuries and he's only 27 years old. So he's, he's still got lots of runway, but you know, that's the when, when I look at players, I, I look at, yes, do I want them in my uh, organization, but can I get them in my lineup? You know, that it, it's a it's it's great to have the player, but he's gonna be able to play for you. So that's a, that's the a biggest challenge. And Tommy Fitzgerald gets him for nothing. You know, fifth rounder is is literally nothing in currency in the National Hockey League. So um, there's no downside for that, but also Columbus looks to move past him and they, they need to dump salary. so that's what they did.
0: I will be interested to see if tomorrow, if they go diving for any of these these guys, because it's, it's one of two things. This is either a small market team that's looking to clear out money because there's an internal cap that they have that they need to meet, or hopefully, right. which I would prefer, is that they're clearing out cap space to go big fish hunting. Which one do you think it is?
1: Well, I, I think it's obviously, for me, it's big fish hunting. Now, is Columbus a destination? You might have to overpay a little bit. Um, you know, I mentioned a guy like, you know, whether Taylor Hall would be a fit or would want to go there and, and, you know, many, many of these other players that are potentially available, like even second tier guys, you know, I'm looking at Tori Krug, who has, I believe six years at six and a half on the table from Boston, but it's going to check the marketplace out and, and still could circle back on that. I think TJ Brody's a scenario where, you know, Calgary probably doesn't want to let him go. They'll let him go to market and then, uh, circle back with him. It'll be real interesting to see um, what the marketplace is, period, whether teams are willing to spend, whether they're willing to spend. It may not be the financial thing. It may be term. You know, I know I I see people uh, weighing in on Josh Anderson at seven years. Kid's only 26 years old and just turned 26. So that's, that's what's interesting for me is, you know, even if he plays the balance of his contract, that goes to 33. It doesn't go to 38 or 39. Well, you could. There's a lot of people that are still playing good hockey. Thirty-three years old. So, yeah. um, and I, I didn't think it was a bad contract. It, it just, if you like the player, lock him up. Uh, you buy some of his unrestricted free agent years. And and if Anderson, again, when you look at a player. You look at if he can play for you. That's the biggest challenge. He's had you know shoulder surgery. They believe he's healthy. But when he's healthy, he's a 25-goal scorer who's a, a real tough guy to play against because he's big, he's mean, he can fly, he can play on the penalty kill. He's a fantastic player. Challenges health. And that's what Montreal, I guess, is rolling the dice on.
0: Yeah, and they're looking to beef up. And, and a guy like him, he's definitely ready to, to kind of drop the mitts, go out there, lay the boom. Uh, which is something that Toronto could have used too, right? Josh Anderson, if if the Leafs definitely could, they've been rumored to be in on him and they would have been interested if they could have got him, but obviously uh, not able to do so. But you know what? Let's chat about free agency that's coming up tomorrow. Um, And by the time people listen to this, it'll be free agent frenzy day. Uh, But what are you expecting? Like, are you expecting for this to be a traditional free agency or do you think this is going to be a weird one? Kind of like how 2020 has been all year. (laughs)
1: i kind of think it's going to be 2020 i don't know what that means but i just i feel like there is some 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 crazy things brewing But uh, you know it, it it could take a few days to sort out uh the interesting part for me is some of the rfas that were not qualified like the duclair you know Wenberg gets bought out um you know Stroza in arizona like I, I look at some pretty good players that have become unrestricted free agent, Athanasiu and Edmonton and Matt Benning. So you know, what is their marketplace? Our teams going to say, hey, you know, Kyle Turris gets bought out. So is is Turris going to start over? i take Kyle Turris on my team, just not at six million. So right. is he if if he's already got money in the bank, maybe he can choose to go to a scenario where uh, it wouldn't have been be- available to him before. So. Maybe Winnipeg says, we'll give you $2 million a year to come on a two- or three-year deal. Come be our second-line center or, or a third-line center if we we can create some depth there. You know, that's the type of stuff that I would be looking at. Uh, Wenberg's a really good player, and and somebody's going to grab him for pennies on the dollar. So I think it could be crazy in that standpoint. I don't see, think you're going to see these crazy seven-year deals. I, I know we just saw Josh Anderson, but that was a calculated Move, you know. Mark Berggren gave up Max Domi, who's a really good player and a third rounder, to get his man. So he's going to pay him. I think somebody's going to pay Jacob Markstrom seven years on at six million a year. But I think he's worth it. He's an elite goaltender, and I make this argument all the time. It it bothers me that, you know, uh, an elite goaltender is fighting to get six million. Where, you know, we see second line wingers, second line centermen make six million, and don't think twice about it. Paul Stastny is making seven million. Like, you know, I, I think of that. Like, I know I bring it closer to home in Toronto. William Neal, making make it $7 million a year. Would you like a guy who can give you, you know, 30 goals, and he's only done it once, or a starting goalie who has been the MVP for the Vancouver Canucks for two years and proven that he can be a 60-game guy? And and to me, he's a stud. So it, it, it always fires me up when I think of, you know, I think managers, they overlook that position all the time. And I don't even know if they overlook it. I just don't think they value it enough where, you know, you you have a guy like Markstrom who is potentially going to market. Like there should be a lineup of teams that that want him. And I wouldn't be concerned or scared of a number at 6 million at 7 years because I think you're going to get some real good value out of that contract.
0: Yeah, I agree with you. I wonder if it has anything to do with the fact that goaltenders don't play every single night. and You know you're only getting 60, maybe even in today's market, you're looking to get maybe 50 to 55 games a year, and that could be what kind of drives down the value of goaltenders in today's NHL.
1: I, I, I guess, but I, I think you only notice goaltending when you don't have it. Ask Joe True. Sackick what he thinks of <laughs> goaltending right now. <laughs> You know, ask Edmonton, ask the ask Connor McDavid what he thinks. You know, when they couldn't get a save against Chicago in the bubble, you know, there's there's five or six teams that are sitting there going, "I wish I would have loaded up at the deadline, or grabbed somebody, or had more depth at that position." And you know, like I say, I, I say this all the time: you only notice goaltending when you don't have it. When you have ad- adequate goaltending, we have solid goaltending. You d- you don't bat an eye. And I talked to general manager the other day, and he had a, he had the greatest comment. He said, he goes, you sleep at night when you have a starter. When you don't have a starter, there's there, you sleep with one eye open thinking, okay, am I going to get a save? Who am I getting a save from tomorrow? And and that's a concern. When you have, like think of Lou Lamarella, Here's a prime example. And I know he's an old school guy, but for many years he had Marty Berger. Right. And then he went and got Corey Schneider, which, you know, Schneider hasn't worked out, just got bought out today. But, you know, he he always had a number one guy. Gets to Toronto, what does he do? Trades for Frederick Anderson right away. Regardless of what you think of Frederick Anderson, he's a 60-game starter, you know, 58, however you want to put it. But he's a clear-cut starter in the National Hockey League. So Lou's been around how many years? 30 years as a manager, close to it. The, the one constant he's always had is he's had good goaltending or, or, you know, he'd sleep at night. Now he gets to the island right away. gets Robin Leonard. He has a platoon system, but what does he do? He hires the best goalie coach out there, Mitch Korn, and him and Barry Trotz go to the island. And all of a sudden, their goaltending is solid. It doesn't matter who's in net for the Islanders because the system protects them. you got Mitch Korn, who's a great goaltender coach. And, you know, Lou just – all he does is, is crank out solid, you know, solid defensive numbers and solid goaltenders. So um, I don't know if that's a template for everybody. But when I, when I look at, you know, if I was building a team – Yeah, you want talent and you want to be able to score and I I think that you want to build through the middle of the ice, all of those things, but you have to have a goaltender or at least a platoon goaltending system that you trust or else there's going to be some sleepless nights.
0: And some of the question marks going to this offseason, it seemed like more earlier than it has been of late, was whether or not the Leafs were going to keep it going with Freddie Anderson or whether or not he was going to find his way out of Toronto this offseason. I think as the last couple months or a few weeks have gone on, it seems like that has softened and it looks like he is going to come back. But when it comes to potentially a platoon system in Toronto, if Anderson doesn't sign next season, do you think that that could possibly work here with the way that this team is built?
1: Uh, yes. I mean, based on, you know, financially, you I, I always say, you know, tell me who it is. Like, you know, you can all, you can have a platoon system if you, you believe you have a guy who can play 45 and another guy who can play, you know, 35, 40, like. Let's like say Grayson
0: ha- Campbell. You think Grayson Campbell could work as a platoon system here in Toronto?
1: Be pretty thin.
0: Cause yes. I don't see,
1: I, like neither one of them is a standalone. And you're always going to have uh, the question mark. Like, to me, those are two twos. Like, neither one of them has been a starter in the league for any length of time. So when you have two twos, they they don't add up to one. <laughs> you know right. what I mean? Like, <laughs> it, 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 as long as you – like, look at Carolina as a prime example. Like, Mrazic is close. He's on the cusp of being one, but he's not. So he needs somebody that can play with him. Well, you know, Reimer, whether you like him or not, Reimer's not uh, a, a clear-cut one. When I see platoon systems, a lot of times there is a guy who has been a one that the numbers have changed him now. Palak is an old number one. Uh, Robin Leonard, people wanted him to be a one, but he's a platoon. So he goes to the island and he plays with Grice. Then, you know, Varlamov, who was a one, now with with analytics and stuff and you're playing back-to-backs, like you, you make him a... A, a platoon so i think there's only eight or nine maybe ten standalone starters in the league everyone else is a platoon system that's why i think it's very important when a guy like markstrom comes on the market and and people are balking at like six million a year like i'd pay six million in a heartbeat for a guy who could give me 60 games me too. They're, they're they're unicorns right now there's literally two guys on the market right now that could give you 55 to 60 games that's Markstrom and Holtby. And Holtby statistically hasn't had a great last 18 months, but he's got lots left in the tank. So I, I think there would be managers looking out there. The rest are all platoon guys. Like I've got, you know, I've got my list here for free agency. You go right down it. Like Jimmy Howard, no. You know, Fred uh, uh, Craig Anderson is done 37. Thomas Grice is 34. Made 3.3 million. Like Grice is a platoon guy. Corey Kudobin. Crawford used to be a starter. He's not anymore. Like I, I think he's going to have to uh, start over contract. Kudobin, somebody would, I hope somebody's not crazy enough to think he's a starter. He'd be, he's a good platoon guy. Cam Talbot, platoon guy. Mike Smith is 38 years old. Like, you know, Lundquist is 38. He'll be, a, he'll be a backup in Washington this year. So, you know, when I, when I look at the marketplace, there's, there's two starters available. Everyone else is going to fit in as, as you know, hey, I'll take 35 games off of, off of somebody else in that system. So be interesting to see. I think the goaltending, when you talk about free agency, goaltending for me is going to be the craziest because you're going to see musical oh. chairs and, and it's already started.
0: We'll get back to this conversation with Jamie McClendon, but first, I want to tell you guys all about Built Go. It's the Built Bar's newest product. Built Go makes you the best you at whatever you do. Break through a wall, whether it's mental or a physical wall, break through with Go every day. It's easy to take in one and a half ounce packages. Put it in your briefcase for the most focused presentation ever, your golf bag to power you through the back nine, or put it in your pocket to get you through the day. Built Go is the best workout gel on the market. It's five-hour energy without the same crash feeling, plus it's natural, so it's better for the body. It's like you're getting a monster drink with a third of the caffeine and better results. It's got three delicious flavors. You can get either peanut butter honey, chocolate coconut, or chocolate mint. How's the Built Go work so well? Well, let me tell you, the Built Go combined energy gel with collagen protein and what collagen protein is it's it's a fast absorbing and and the collagen protein is fast absorbing so it gets into the system fast plus it's easy on the stomach collagen promotes joint soft tissue hair and skin health this stuff literally makes you look better visit bilkgo.com and use the promo code locked and you can get 20 percent off your next order use promo code locked for 20 percent off bilkgo.com let's go You want Chinese, they want pizza, and someone's always craving fro-yo. There's something for everyone on DoorDash. DoorDash is the app that brings your food you're craving directly to your door. Ordering is easy. Open the DoorDash app, choose what you want to eat, and your food will be left safely outside your door with new contactless delivery drop-off settings. With over 300,000 partners in the U.S., Puerto Rico, Canada, and Australia, you can support your go-tos or choose from your favorite national restaurant like Chipotle, Wendy's, or even the Cheesecake Factory. Many of your local restaurants are still open for delivery just open the doordash app select your favorite local restaurant and your food will be left at your door doordash deliveries are now contactless to keep the communities we operate in safe Right now, our listeners can get $5 off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter code LOCKEDONNHL. That's $5 off and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the app store and enter code LOCKEDONNHL. Don't forget, that's code LOCKEDONNHL for $5 off your first order with DoorDash. It's going to be the Wild Wild West. Like, There's going to be a lot of movement here on goalies. Like, I could see eight or nine new starters in new places so i kind of want to play a little game with you called match the goalie game so i'm going to send i'm going to tell a a goaltender and you tell me what team you think fits best uh with or what goalie fits best with a specific team so i'm going to rattle off some some of the best free agents and also some of the guys who are out there in trade talks as well so let's start with the big dog let's start with jacob markstrom where do you think he fits best
1: I think he fits best in Vancouver. I don't think they'll get it done. Mm. So in that case, you know, it's Edmonton or Calgary. Like, you know, I think Ken Holland, he's linked to there as, as being an aggressive guy. Holland would have to package Koskinen with a sweetener to go somewhere because take that four and a half off the books. So you take Koskinen's four and a half off the books and you add a million and a half and maybe you get Markstrom at six years or seven years at, at six million a year. So I, I would I would think that Edmonton or Calgary would be quite aggressive on Markstrom if he doesn't get it done in Vancouver.
0: And then is Braden Holtby the consolation prize for whoever misses out there?
1: I would think so. And Holtby, to me, would be looking for something with a four in it. But really, that seems term, a little low to me. Term, well, he makes six million dollars, but he's not like I don't know. I I think you can go. A, a little higher on hopey if you just did short term hmm. like he's if you look at sti- like what he's done statistically the last couple of years um i hate saying this because from the analytics side but like it's been replacement level like he hasn't he hasn't been the brave hopey that won the vesna that won the stanley cup you know he's struggled but that being said like i you know i would link him to one of those teams out west because he's from out west He works with John Stevenson, who's a psychologist in Edmonton, who works with Carter Hart and a couple other goaltenders on the mental side. Like, I would link him to, like you say, a consolation prize potentially. You know, in Edmonton, Uh, if Edmonton can't get Markstrom done, then I would think maybe they'd be looking at a guy, a platoon guy, to play with Koskinen. They'd probably have a uh, a Plan B. But Markstrom would, you know, it's Vancouver, Edmonton. Uh, Calgary, and I think Holtby's in that mix. I wouldn't su- wouldn't surprise me if Minnesota was in on uh, Holtby as well, because I, I, you know, moving out Dubnik's money—that's four, four point five or whatever. So I think Billy Garen could offer a four years something with a four in it. Maybe even get up to five for Maybe. Holtby as a sweetener.
0: And They've been spending money too, so I wouldn't be surprised uh, if they spent money to yeah. go out and get themselves a, a quality goaltender. Uh, what about Anton Khudobin? Where do you think he ends up?
1: I think he ends up back in Dallas. I think you can test the market. Like there are there are places for him. The, the challenge is he made two point five last year. So is he looking for four million? Is he looking for three point eight? That's what I thought I read. Pierre Lebrun say it's his last um, kick at
0: the can. Got to think that he tries for as much as he can. Okay.
1: But he's 34. You're right. Try and, you know, try and get a three year, $10 million deal. Great. And I, I think I would have no problem signing him to two years at three and a half. Cause I think he gives you value. It's just the third year might be a, a bit tough at 37. I think he's, he's a little bit of a grit grinder, but uh, I, I think Dallas should, do everything they can to keep him. Uh, if you look at Ben Bishop's actual cap hit, it's pretty low. People think he makes seven million. Like I think it's five million. It's just that it was front loaded, and it. it uh, I think he made seven million real money this first year. So it, if you've got Bishop at like five million, I think it is. I'm just going to look quickly. Um, yeah, Ben Bishop's cap hit is four point nine one six. So. Um, you know, so he's at five million. If you gave three and a half to Hudobin, it's not the worst thing in the world. Like no. you, you could you could find that you could make that work. Put it that way.
0: So, and you know, that's um, a tandem that works and that can technically bring you to a Stanley Cup final because it's right. it's shown right. to have happened already.
1: Exactly. So uh, you know, people think Bishop's a seven million dollar goaltender. If you just look at it, it was a long term deal with a lot of bonuses and stuff up front, but it it was front loaded. And now, you know, his actual cap hit is 4.916. So um, not the worst amount of money. If you could give Hodobin a million less than that, million and a half less, I'd keep him in Dallas. I, I still have a link there.
0: And it's a good insurance policy knowing that, you know, Ben Bishop does have yeah. that injury history. Uh, let's get to a couple of guys who are out there on the trade market, one being Mark andre Fleury and uh, – Apparently, they're willing to add a sweetener as well to for somebody to take him on to their books and also willing to take on half of the salary. Uh, who might be willing to roll the dice there?
1: Well, let's say there's two teams that I could link him to right away. Is If Markstrom leaves Vancouver, I, I would get Fleury there to be a really good mentor for Demko. Yeah. So, you know, you, you get a 36-year-old Marc-Andre Fleury with a little bit of chip on his shoulder because he's pissed um great guy and you're you're that's not seven million dollar mark andre Fleury. it's three and a half million dollar mark andre flurry and you might again get a sweetener for that uh the other you know potential landing spot if he could swing it would be back in pittsburgh with tristan jerry i think that like, too you know it, it would be great to have it kind of come full circle for mark uh he's such a great guy but Again, you have to be economical, and I don't know if Jimmy, uh, because they've got a Casey DeSmith there. Who I, I, I know Jimmy Rutherford was on our show saying that, you know, Smith is ready to play. I'd have, I'd rather have Flurry over DeSmith. So uh, again, maybe they can't afford that type of scenario. What you're seeing and what you may see uh, through free agency here starting tomorrow is teams being creative with a third party. So you trade. So I don't know if you remember this. Frederick Anderson, I'm not Frederick Anderson. uh, Robert, Robin Leonard was traded to the Leafs. Yeah. And the Leafs bit some of his money to get him to Chicago, right? Because Chicago was in cap trouble. So the Leafs got a sweetener out of it. So you might see a third party take on some money for their cap just so that they can buy a draft pick, drop by a player. So uh, there'll be some creative maneuvering. That's where you may see a guy like Koskinen. If Edmonton grabs Markstrom or somebody like that, Koskinen will get wheeled, and he may get wheeled through a third party to end up in who knows, you know. Interesting. In, it, 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 you know, for Koskinen to end up in Chicago, but it might go through a third party who can afford the cap hit to take some of that money to dilute it to get it there. Or if Pittsburgh needs a, you know, needs somebody. So I, I think you might see some creative maneuvering. Um, through this free agency process.
0: The last one I'm going to ask you about for trade purposes before we get into a conversation about what the Leafs need to do. Um, Columbus has two goaltenders, and it looks like they're going to try and move out one of them. What are your thoughts on these guys, and which one do you think they should keep moving forward as their franchise goalie?
1: I would keep Elvis. Um, I think Elvis has got a bigger ceiling, even though Corpo has shown more faster. They're both 26 years old. Elvis is making four million this year plus another year. Corpus is at two point eight plus another year. But you know, you, like I, I don't think there's a way that you can get either one of them. Like one of them will have to be exposed in expansion unless you bring somebody else in and right. expose them. So, you know, the problem is in talking to people around the league is that the asking price for both of these goalies is quite high. So, are you willing to pay a first rounder? And a top prospect to get these guys where maybe you could grab, you know, Holtby, Markstrom, you know, the, the players we're talking about who Dobin would just cost you money as opposed to not costing you money for these players and draft picks. And the same goes for a guy like Darcy Kemper, right? Like Kemper's Kemper will be a first rounder plus because Arizona wants to get recoup their picks. And Kemper's got two years left on his deal, but he's that'll take you to 32 years old. If you're going to give up that amount of assets for Kemper, you almost have to think you have to extend them uh, as soon as you can get into that potential window because you don't want to lose a first rounder to to have basically rent somebody for, you know, two years. So there's a lot of, uh, I think, moving parts, but I would, getting back to your question, I think Elvis would be, to me, Elvis has more upside and Columbus should keep them, but, you know, who knows? I I know there's a lot of people talking to Columbus about uh, acquiring a goaltender.
0: Talking about erectile right dysfunction isn't easy. Usually we just brush it off or blame ourselves by saying things like I lost my mojo or we avoid it altogether with excuses like I had a long day at work, honey, or sorry, honey, I'm just not feeling it. But with Roman, it is easy to talk about it with a real healthcare professional who can prescribe real medication. It's simple, safe, and totally discreet. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation on ongoing care for ED all from the comfort and privacy of your home. A healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan. If medication is appropriate, Roman will ship it to you with free two-day shipping. The whole process is straightforward, simple, and discreet. Get started is simple. Just go to GetRoma.com slash LockedOnNHL and complete an online visit. Erectile dysfunction used to be tough to tackle, but now there's Roman. Complete an online visit today to connect to a healthcare professional and take care of it. Go to GetRoman.com slash LockedOnNHL today. If approved, you'll get $15 off your first order of ED treatment. That's GetRoman.com slash LockedOnNHL. GetRoman.com slash NHL. In conversation with Jamie Noodles Uh let's talk about the Leafs really quickly here. Uh, sure. What's on the docket here for the Leafs tomorrow? Are they going Petrangelo hunting? Do you think that's going to be a feasible option for them? What, what's going on here? What should Dubis be doing tomorrow?
1: I have no idea, honestly. I I almost feel like if you wanted insight, you should have Carlo because Carlo's really close. <laughs> you to see that him. tweet
0: that tweet he sent out today?
1: Yeah, I mean it's <laughs> you know it's cryptic or whatever, but. Uh, if the Leafs can afford I, I don't know how they can afford him. Like I, I you know, even if he's comes on a discount, then discount what? What's a discount? Like he's being offered eight eight years at eight million in Saint Louis. So what 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 is the number look They can't there? even afford now, that maybe, without
0: moving out money anyway. So, so like someone has that? to go before they can't even afford eight million without moving out money. So one of Yanson well, or Kerfoot, someone's gotta go in order to bring him in.
1: Correct. But remember, like you you don't have to be cap compliant until the season starts so you know right. like you can you can go over the cap you can be 10 percent over the cap and and still get into ltir like there's a lot of different cap rules like the the leafs are masters at the cap because the guy who wrote the cap works for them, friend yeah. and like he's brilliant so i i i don't i'm not worried like if if they want alex and petrangelo and he wants to be in toronto they'll make it work and you know there'll be a lot of armchair, GM, armchair GMs going. Well, they may they're, they're over the cap. They're over, the, you know. And and then you'll just figure out like by the time January comes around when they start to play, they'll be under the cap because you know they'll take on bad money or they'll have traded out a player, whether it's Johnson or Kerfoot or somebody else. Like they'll they'll figure it out. But you know ultimately, if Petrangelo wants to come to Toronto and wants to figure, you know, wants to. Um, be a part of the program you have to take a look at that like this is you know he's he to me could change the dynamic of that back end because now all of a sudden you have Riley Petrangelo and Muzzin that's a decent three pack Um, you know whereas before it's it's very anemic like there's too many teams that have better defensive cores than the Leafs so that would be a massive upgrade so you got to do everything you can but I just don't know if he wants to be there like the other thing is, is take a look at your personal life. Like his life will never be the same when it comes to hockey. And he may want to embrace that, but he may not, you know, there, there's some been some success stories we think, but there's also been, you know, David Clarkson didn't work out. You know, there's other, other guys that have come home and it hasn't been, yeah you know, the, 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 the roses and sunsets. Right? So, yeah. So, I mean, I, I, you know, he's linked to Vegas Maybe there's a scenario there, but again, Vegas would have to move money out. So I think there'll be a lot of moving and shaking, but certainly the Leafs have to be at the forefront to, to try and acquire him.
0: If they do whiff on Petrangelo when he goes elsewhere, who are some other guys that you think the Leafs could be targeting tomorrow?
1: You know, Tanev, guys like that, TJ Brody. Um, I, I don't even know if it's targeting. It's more when you look at the marketplace, you know, you might be just looking at a guy who could be farther down in your lineup, but then be also talking to a manager going, okay, if you need to be cap compliant, like I want that player off your roster and let's work out a trade before January. You know, some sometimes guys, I, again, it could be crazy, but the Leafs may be able to go, that player has a, 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 a on your roster has a, a bonus on January 1st you know, I'll, I'll take him on December 30th and I'll pay that bonus. You know, like there's, there's a lot of different things you can be creative. So, um, you know, Stetcher's interesting. I I like him, but on a farther, like, I think the Leafs have too many Stetcher's like they've got, you know, third pairing guys. Um, the upgrades is, you know, is, is Matt Dumba available in, in Minnesota? You know, his name's been rumbled around. Um, if you, but that's going to cost you, it's going to cost you, a good player to get Matt Dumba. That's, but that's I, the type of thing I'd be creative about.
0: I was a little surprised when they did decide to keep that pick at 15. I thought maybe they would use that to try and acquire that, that defenseman that they'd be looking for just because Petrangelo is going to be quite the big tick. And if they can try and find a top four guy or a top pairing guy at a smaller price point, such as Dumba at 6 million, I thought that would have been the better way to go and then kind of sprinkle in, you know, that other, three four million dollars into the depth pieces
1: yeah again you know i'm not privy to what kyle's got going right like we could you know we could wake up tomorrow and and at twelve ten, you know alex petrangelo's a, a toronto maple leaf so then they go okay that makes sense of why they didn't trade that first pick or they could have it could be something you know a little bit more creative where, you know, it's Dougie Hamilton out of Carolina. And, you know, that's a guy that uh, when you look at Carolina, their their defensive core is really solid. Um, I don't even know why he would be available, but that could be a scenario where, you know, maybe he does, he's making too much. They want to do something else. They want to pivot. I know Torrey Krug wouldn't be because he's left-handed shot. He does play the right side a little bit, but you know, Torrey Krug is going to be really interesting because I, I think he's a fantastic player. So I, I look around the, uh, the league and the one thing is the Leafs need D, but so does Winnipeg, you know, Winnipeg signed to but Winnipeg needs another right shot D. Um, you know, what's Vancouver going to do? Like, uh, obviously they got to sort out their goaltending situation, but I, I think there's a lot of teams that are still in the hunt for, for, for players and and you know you mentioned a guy like Gabranson, branson you got a fifth rounder for him i think what pierre dorian is trying to do is that's ron hainsey replacement type of you know a veteran guy a good guy, a real solid person solid human help these young guys uh, been in the league a long time not going to hurt you on a nightly basis probably paying playing your third pairing like you know teams are looking for you're not always just looking for the top of your roster in every position you're looking for the pieces that fit So uh, I I think the defensive market will be really interesting come free agency. So the Leafs, uh, you know, you want to be in on Petrangelo, but you also want to be in on, I think there's somebody that we're not paying attention to that might just be available because of money. And maybe it's somebody out of Anaheim. Maybe it's one of those defensemen that, you know, they weren't, they didn't want to you know, part with uh, a long time ago, all of a sudden they're available or, you know, a guy like, I think Sammy Batman, I think he's available right now. I think he's a free I believe he's
0: a UFA. I, yep.
1: Yeah. Like maybe he's a guy, you know, who's you get on the cheap and you sprinkle him, He's 29 years old. Like, you know, he, he might fit the dynamic of what they're looking at, but I, I think you go big game fishing and then you, you figure out what else to, you know, you target that second tier and there'll be a lot of guys in that.
0: Well, we'll see what happens. Tomorrow's going to be a fun day. You got yourself a busy day. You're going to be up there. What time do you got to get up oh, yeah. and get yourself down to agent court?
1: Well, it's not bad because honestly, um, it's, a um, it starts at 11 for us. Yeah. So I'm going to get up, I'm going to get up early and get a workout in and then just get down. I'll be there probably nine 30, 10 o'clock.
0: Like no, not bad. you
1: get there too early. Well, it's with this COVID you're not, like you're not sitting around visiting like you're not going to be able to like they've literally got us in little sections so i'm sitting at a desk uh with gino retta and i have to sit six feet or eight feet away from them so it's not like i'm you know hanging out with Hayes and O and the panel i'll be in the same room with them and i'll have a mask on and then you know when we go live like you take the mask off and you, you you know you go live but it's it, it it's going to be apparently a very, very like strict rules because, you know, you're only allowed a certain amount of people in the same room and it's a massive room. So we're all going to be separated, but um, it's not going to be kind of like the other free agent frenzies where you're, you know, there's a buffet and you're eating yeah. and you're all over. Like that's not the case. They've given us a set menu. You get a boxed lunch, you get like, and I literally, I think will be sitting at my desk on my computer And if I want to BS with O or BS with Hayes, it's like they're 20 feet away and we're talking like, Uh, so so it's going to be a weird, weird day, you know?
0: So I can't mosey over there and pick some food at the buffet line, huh?
1: Exactly. Like you know, O can't eat rice and have it falling out of his mouth going back into the trough. So those days those days are over until until there's a, until there's a cure for the coronavirus. Those days are over eating that BPC chicken, yeah. all of us out of those tins. Can you imagine like nowadays, like watching O eating rice out just of that feeding. BPC and it falling back in and us just scooping our plates? Like that, that's a death sentence. That's what it is.
0: So, it's, yeah. yeah, we're going we're, we're to have to be doing personal <laughs> pizzas for a little bit once you guys get back into the studio.
1: <laughs> exactly, exactly. So All it'll right. be fun.
0: Noodles, I really appreciate you coming on to chat with me. That was awesome, and uh, have a good night.
1: All right, buddy. Thanks for having me.
0: Thanks so much. That is Jamie Noodles McLennan. You can check him out on Overdrive on TSN 1050, also on TSN Monday to Friday, 4 to 7. That's going to do it for us here today on the podcast. I'd like to thank everyone for listening and supporting the show. You can subscribe to the Locked On Leafs podcast on all podcasting platforms and receive daily Leafs content. Follow myself on Twitter at Mickey underscore Canuck. Follow the show at Locked On Leafs. If you want some more hockey talk, be sure to check out the Locked On NHL podcast where myself and four other Locked On hosts discuss the latest around the NHL. I'll be back with another episode on Monday. I'll be recapping what happens all weekend long as free agent frenzy starts. But until then, keep it locked right here on Lockdown Leafs.